really excited to talk to our next guest. Incredibly talented dude. Listen to this resume. Stud football player. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Incredible analyst at CBS Sports and its many parts and pieces. And has not just one of the best podcasts in the country. It has one of the best names for any show I've heard. All Things Cover, which is very clever. Uh, it is with Patrick Peterson. He is Bryant McFadden. He joins me right now. BMAC, good morning, buddy. What's going on? Top of the morning to you, Bill. How you doing? Top of the morning to you. I'm good. I'm great. Uh, I'm doing better than, than that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that just looked miserable and overmatched. Let me, on that, let me let me ask you, Bryant, if Tom Brady decides he wants to play next year, and for, sake, for the sake of argument, he could get himself somewhere else, or Tampa Bay could improve the things around him, what is your confidence level that the juice is still worth the squeeze there, that Tom Brady can still be a very effective QB? I think in regards to one year, I think there is some juice left in that orange based on what we witnessed from Tom Brady. Even though he went through a very, very downward year compared to what we've seen in years past, he still finished in the top of the league in regards to passing yards. So when you look, watch their offense play, it's hard to watch. But then when you look at the final stats, you're looking at, like, Tom, like, wow, he actually put up some decent numbers. So to answer your question, I think in regards to improving the offense around him now, if that's in Tampa, that's one thing. If that's elsewhere, that's another thing. But I think he still can be a guy who can still elevate your team when you talk about his experience, when you talk about his playmaking ability. Um, But he can't do it alone. I think he's at a stage in his career where he can't just lead you to the promised land by himself. He has to have a nice arsenal of weapons around him, not to mention, most importantly, Bill, an offensive line. If he has an offensive line that can protect him, that can keep him comfortable, I think he can still be at his best. So, Brian, again, I know Tua Tungabailoa is the quarterback in Miami, and this is speculative, but just for the sake of the conversation, if you drop Tom Brady next season at 46 onto that Miami Miami Dolphins team, into that roster, what are they? What, what, what does that look like for you? A playoff team, clearly. Um, you know, and that's the most important thing, Bill. You just want to find a way to get into the playoffs because if you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. We saw that last year with Cincinnati. Now, for that scenario, that hypothetical, Bill, if you bring in Tom Brady, you're not bringing him in not to start. So what do you do with Tua? Like, do you just tell him we're going to sit you for a year, especially if he's been medically cleared to participate? Because when he was in the lineup for Miami, they looked really, really good. He looked good. And one would think if they had Tua, a healthy Tua, this past weekend against Buffalo, they would have won that ball game because Skylar Johnson got them within three points to winning that ball game. So, I mean, if you're the Dolphins, do you take a chance in just telling your franch- your young up-and-coming quarterback, who you believe could be your franchise guy, to pretty much sit down for a year because we're bringing Tom Brady in? Brian, you're right, man. I love Tua this year, too, when he, when he played. Bryant McFadden here on the show. Bryant, full disclosure, I've been an absolute Dallas Cowboys doubter. I didn't think they were going to win the game yesterday. Shows what I know. I got it wrong. They looked phenomenal. Dak was excellent. It was a really strong performance against a not particularly good Tampa Bay team. Different kettle of fish, an expression I hate, uh, coming up next weekend. What does Dallas look like against the 49ers? Clearly, offensively, I don't expect them to look as good as they look against the Buccaneers, but I think they can be effective. I think they can be effective. You know, when you talk about 
the Dallas Cowboys, this is a team that's extremely talented on both sides of the football. This is a team that has playmakers on both sides of the football. And if they're in their groove, it's hard to slow them down. I think when you talk about playing on the road, the biggest factor, based on my personal experiences, is getting off to a fast start. You know, outside of those first two drives last night against Tampa, they got off to a fast start, no slowing them down. If they can get off to a fast start against San Francisco, I mean, there's a shot. There's a shot. Think about this, Bill. The Seattle Seahawks, even though they seem to be overmatched in that ball game against San Francisco, they still was right there until that Geno Smith fumble right outside the red zone. That changed the course of that ball game. Offensive line-wise, the Dallas Cowboys, they have more structure. They have more experience. They protected that Prescott phenomenally last night. If they can do the same thing against uh, this weekend, I mean, yeah, the, the Cowboys got a, more than a fighting chance in my opinion. Brian McFadden here on the show. B-Mac, you, you know a thing or two about a young quarterback playing well for, for a successful team, and in, and in the case of, of Ben Roethlisberger growing into a, a very, very obviously talented, successful future Hall of Fame QB. Uh, what do you need to see, if you haven't seen already, from, from Brock Purdy to believe that this is lasting and real and he is and can be a franchise quarterback for somebody? Uh, I think I've seen enough. I think in the small sample size that we've seen from Brock Purdy, he has outperformed Trey Lance. Trey Lance played in, what, three ball games or four ball games? If you go back to a year ago, we really didn't see a lot from him either. But just in the small sample size, if you were to compare the two guys, Brock Purdy seems to be 10 steps ahead of Trey Lance. So when you look at what he's, what he's been able to do and what he's currently doing, I think he's a guy that you can lean on and just understand and know, Brock, we don't necessarily need you to win the ball game. We just need you to direct our direction. You know, be, be, be the driver that's steering the wheel in the car. And if you can do that and do that consistently, we can win ball games. So to answer your question, I think Brock Purdy is the, is the answer moving forward outside of whatever happens this weekend against the Cowboys. He, he, so, so for you – Trey Lance comes back, Trey's healthy, at least the start of the season, Brock Purdy has, has earned that QB1 designation going forward, starting, yeah. starting now. I, I think so. I think so. I, Bill, I think he's done more than enough to say he is deserving of being the starting quarterback, even if they lose this weekend. I think he's outperformed Trey Lance, right? So now I'm not saying you go into next year and just say, Brock, is your ship we go as you go, you definitely need to have an insurance plan just in case something happens in regards to injury or just extremely bad bad play. But in regards to those two players that we're talking about, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy is my guy if I had to, to select between those two guys. Brian, looking forward to, to, to the weekend, you, you noted the Bills were not dominant in that win against Miami, a Miami team that obviously did not have their starting quarterback, and and, and the Bengals. And I, I love what, what they're about, but they were not dominant. I mean, they certainly in that first half. Who do you give the edge to in that game this upcoming weekend? And that's a good question, man, because both teams didn't look good in their wins. Both teams struggled. Both teams had issues in, in, in stopping the opposing team's offense. So I would give the edge to... Buffalo, and here's why. Number one, they're playing at home. That's always a plus. Number two, they're playing against an offense who will probably be down three linemen, meaning 
only two legit starters will be in the starting lineup, potentially, this weekend in Buffalo. And what we saw in the Baltimore Raven game, that offensive line had issues, even without Von Miller playing in the defensive set for Buffalo, you still like their chances in their pass rushers putting pressure on Joe Burrow. So if they don't protect Joe Burrow, especially if they don't protect Joe Burrow better than what they did against the Ravens, they're going to lose. Now, before all these injuries happened to Cincinnati on the offensive line, I feel like they were one of the scariest teams in the AFC based on how well they were playing. But now with these injuries, we're starting to see glimpses of what we saw last year, but even worse because the continuity is not there. They're dealing with three new guys on the offensive line. So I give the edge to Buffalo. Talking to Brian McFadden here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Brian, it's been really, I think, for me, nice to watch Trevor Lawrence be coached by by somebody else. And credit to Doug Peterson. It it certainly feels like Lawrence has salvaged his career and obviously calmed some of the fears of folks in Jacksonville that, that the disaster of last year was going to continue into this year. Very impressive second half of the season. Very impressive, obviously, comeback win. Do you give Jacksonville a even a, a puncher's chance against the Chiefs? Yeah, I give them a chance because it's, it's playoff football. It's a game seven-like situation. It's one and done. Anything can happen, right? A few bounces your way, you end up winning the ball game. It's going, it's going to be a difficult, a different task than what they saw last Saturday night against the Chargers. You know, you're playing against one of the best quarterbacks in the game. You can't allow him to have extra possessions. The turnovers that we saw against the Chargers, if you have that same sloppiness on the offensive side, you're not coming back. Pat Mahomes will put you down, and there's no coming back from that. But, yeah, I think they got a fighting chance because one thing about that win from the Chargers against the Chargers, Bill, Trevor Lawrence had the worst ball game a quarterback could have, and he never wavered. He didn't blink at all. He stayed the course, he found his rhythm, and he made big-time plays. So I think that will do something for his confidence, not to mention Travis Etienne is running the football very, very well. They have a nice sense of balance offensively. you know. So I'm not concerned about their offense. I think they will be successful against the Chiefs' defense. I'm more concerned about the Jaguars' defense being able to slow down, get timely stops against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense. Uh, BMAC, I'm sure you'd agree by any standard, whatever happens in that game at at Arrowhead, successful season, very successful season for for Jacksonville. Is that more about Doug Peterson coming in or Urban Meyer going out? I think it's more about Peterson coming in, understanding what he was working with, adding more pieces, you know what I mean, to surround your young quarterback. Remember, they spent a lot of money this past offseason to improve their offense, and the benefits have really been doc- well has, has been documented based on the success. And the same can be said, look at some of the money they spent on the defensive side, and they had two first-rounders this past year's draft, and both first-rounders have been, have been consistent contributors. So adding an experienced coach in the National Football League that has won a championship with his backup quarterback, by the way, spending a lot of money to improve the roster. I mean, all of that plays into the part to the production that we're now seeing from Jacksonville. All right, B-Mac, last one for you. We were talking about, I don't know if you saw Lamar Jackson's fairly cryptic, nebulous IG post talking about basically if you love something, treat it well and appreciate it while you have it. Um, It looked like lyrics from, from from an 80s love ballad to me. Uh, obviously, all is not necessarily well in in Baltimore between the, the franchise quarterback that would like to get paid and the organization that wants to pay him, but not the amount of money that, that he wants. I know business is business. 
How do you think this this thing resolves itself? And, and what is your comfort level if you're if you're Baltimore in giving Lamar Jackson a Deshaun Watson ask or in that range level of guaranteed money? Two things will happen: either they pay Lamar Jackson, or he won't play for Baltimore this year. I think if they franchise Lamar Jackson, he won't play. I think the only way he plays for Baltimore in 2023 if he gets a, an extension. What do I see happening? They're not going to give him a fully guaranteed contract like the Browns gave Deshaun Watson. That was a Brown thing to do. No one else in the National Football League is going to give a fully guaranteed contract, especially to a guy that is really dependent on his athleticism and getting tackled and getting and receiving a lot of hits. That's just unfortunate for Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying he's not, he's, he's not deserving of that type deal. I'm just saying from the reality, no one is going to do that. The Cleveland Browns were the, were the only, only, only organization, Bill, that was willing to do what they did. And that has really hampered the market in regards to quarterback contracts. But for Lamar Jackson, if they could not come to terms – on a deal that Lamar was happy with this past offseason, and you just paid Roquan, what makes you think they're going to come to terms on a deal? Clearly, the price has increased. Because whatever you offered Lamar Jackson last year, he's going to want more this year. That's just inflation. That's just how the market goes. So I don't see Lamar Jackson playing for Baltimore because I don't think Baltimore will come to terms and say, you know what, Lamar, what we offer you last year, we're going to offer you more so we can get this deal done. I don't see that happening. This is just a sampling mm-hmm. of the incredible content on the All Things Covered podcast. BMAC does it with Patrick Peterson. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, download, listen. is outstanding. Uh, Brian, it always, Brian, as always, man, like, I love having you on. I love the insight. Appreciate the time and, and the perspective, buddy. Oh, man, Bill, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me.